Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there, we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. Last year, when we were really early in our church planning journey, I taught a series called Planted in our online services, and it was a three-part series all about the biblical definition of the church and how we are to be planted in one and why it's really, really important. I just want to revisit some of that today. I think it's uh, timely and important for us as we look to our One of, of Everyone Sunday next week, which we're really, really excited about, and also into Christmas and into a new year and people making decisions, fresh commitments. Uh, And I think it's always important for us to just remind ourselves of why certain things are important. Like, And I encourage you to check out uh, the podcast or that series on our YouTube channel. It's all there, especially if you want to grow in your understanding of what the church is all about from a biblical perspective and how we get planted in it. Like, Because the church, from a biblical point of view, it's not defined as a building or sandstone walls or stained glass. And it's not biblically defined as organized religion or an entertainment complex. And as Christians, we must really have a strong understanding of the identity and importance of the local church in our day-to-day lives. I'm not just talking the importance of the church for our Sunday or for weddings and funerals. No, I'm talking about our day-to-day lives. Like, why is this thing so important? Why uh, is it important to be part of a church and be planted in a church, not just a churchy understanding or even a cultural understanding. No, 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 a a real biblical understanding. You know, many believers today are kind of like this little plant, this little cute succulent, Uh, you know, self-contained, limited by our own experience and boundary. And sometimes we put ourselves in this situation like but because of our pride, because of our hurt, our offense or or, or or our past experiences or even our lack of understanding. And you know, this plant here will only ever grow to the limits of its container. Right? Uh, and you know, it will never be able to because its growth is dependent upon where it's planted, right? You know, a lot of Christians are like this today. They don't want anybody to challenge them. They don't want anybody to 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 push their boundary a little bit and <clears throat> and challenge what they believe about what God said to them or their doctrine or how they live. It's like no, no, no. They just want to live self-contained. And we're talking about ingraining and engrossing yourself in the local church. Now, in order for this plant to grow, it must shed its confined comfortable little container, right? It must be vulnerable for a moment and plant itself in good soil. Now, I'm not going to pull this out because it's actually not real. It's just a little prop. But our prayer and our hope is that everyone church would be not just good soil, that it would be great soil, godly soil for you to plant. Because it's a big deal for you to make yourself vulnerable to plant yourself in a local church community. And honestly, regardless of what the church is, I believe it's important that every Christian should not just stay like this, but they should be planted so they can grow, so their roots can get deep. They can be interweaved in a good, godly community, right? And let's let our roots go deep. Let's not just stay this way. The church is described in the New Testament 
in a few ways. Uh, the church is uh, described as the body of Christ. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, it says this, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. Meaning the church gets its identity, significance, and unity as a body of people in step with its relationship with Christ. That's how we are significant as a body. He's the head. We're the body. The church isn't just an organization. It's actually an organism uh, connected to Christ himself. It's, it's a supernatural thing. It's not just a club or a group of mates. No, it's, it's an organism. It's part of Christ. And on top of that, the church is also described as the temple of God. It says in Ephesians 2.20, Together we are his house, which that's another descriptor there, but built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. And God dwells in this community of people called the church. When the church gathers, he is there. He was with us. Last Sunday afternoon at the Juicy Goose Cafe, he was there with us. Uh, When the church moves, he moves with the church. The church moves with him. Uh, And there is a unique and powerful dwelling of God in the midst of the assembly of his people. And the Greek word used in the New Testament to describe the the gathering of God's people is this word, ecclesia. Uh, And ecclesia means the gathering of believers in the world, not of the world, for the purpose of reaching the world. So it's the gathering of God's people for God's purposes. I believe the church is essential for Christian living. I believe the church is essential for the health of our communities, even our secular communities, you know, and we have to be careful that we don't just view it as like an add-on. No, it is essential. It's very, very important. And I believe every Christian should be planted in a local church. So today I want to revisit just very quickly um, What does a planted person look like? I've jotted down five traits of a planted person. And hopefully you can use these these traits to kind of assess, hey, am I planted in a local church? Am I planted in this local church or am I just on the outskirts? Am I kind of self-contained like this or am I really allowing myself to be planted? But first off, before we get to them, uh, we are part of the body of Christ, the church by faith. Belonging to him goes hand to hand with being part of the body of Christ. I'm not a part of the body of Christ because I'm accepted by people. No, I'm a part of the body of Christ because I'm accepted by God. Let that sink in today. You are not alone. You are not rejected. You have been placed in a spiritual family by faith. It says in John 1, 12, but to all who believed him, that's Jesus, and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. We are a part of God's family because of him, not because of the coolness of a, a church. No, no, we're, we are part of Christ's body, the church, because of him and for his pleasure. So before we even get into the, like, what does a planted person look like? Let's understand that we are actually supernaturally planted in his body by his grace. It says in 1 John 3, 1, see how very much our father loves us for he calls us his children. And that is what we are. We are his children. We're part of a spiritual family, wherever we are in the world. And everyone church is not the church, but is it is certainly a church. God is big. His family is big. But even so, we can't ignore the fact that we all have a place where God wants us to be planted, a local church. Uh, a place of covering, a home base. 
And this is uh, where the church becomes your church, right? And and where is your church? What Where is your home base? Everyone, church, it is part of the church, but it is also our church home. It's my church home. I hope it's your church home too. And I want to quickly go through five traits of a planted person. This isn't the five, but I believe it's five ways that we can... Um, with clarity and confidence, no, hey, I'm planted. I'm planted here. And the first one really picks off with where where, where um, we have been speaking just for the last few moments, and that is this. A planted person knows this is where God has placed them. You know, finding a local church to be planted in is not all about tastes or styles or events or opportunities or where will I get to preach and all that. And although some of these things are important for the sake of unity and feeling like, yeah, I'm part of this. This is like, you know, we're cut from the same cloth kind of vibe. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. But ultimately we need to ask the question, is this where God wants me to be? Uh, is, is this where God wants my family to be? It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, but our bodies have many parts. This is talking about the body of Christ. And God puts each part just where he wants it. I love the way the New King James Version puts it. It says it this way. But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. To be planted in a local church, it helps me to know, hey, that God has put me here. God has put me here. Does this mean you'll be there forever? Well, that's up to God. He, he, he determines our steps in many ways. You know, if we just get onto like the whole church kind of train syndrome where we just jump onto this church, you know, for this moment and then jump onto that church and, you know, and for fickle, offended, temporal reasons, uh, it's, it's only a matter of time before you get off and you leave. And my hope is that people in our church will be planted, that they wouldn't just uh, um, leave for silly, fickle reasons, but they'd have a sense of like, hey, God has called me here for this time. I mean, it settles us. It helps us um, stay planted when things get uncomfortable or even when we get offended. If I haven't offended you yet, I probably will in time. It's inevitable. That's We are uh, imperfect people, right? Um, prior, prior to uh, planting a church, Maria and I were planted in Imaginations Church Sydney for like over 20 years. I mean, we we were married in the auditorium. We our kids were dedicated there. And and we are so grateful for our years spent there. And you know, was it ever hard? Yes. Did we ever get offended? Absolutely. Um, but we just had a sense that God had planted us there. And if we were gonna move, it would have to be a massive God thing. Not just like a uh, flip it. No, no, no. It would have to be a real God thing. And guess what? He moved us. He called us to plant a church. And we're so grateful that we can still have relationship with them. And Pastor Jack and Carol are still our pastors and we love them. And and this is why I think it's so helpful to pray, to know, ask God, where do you want me, Lord? Where do you want me? I'm speaking, I know that there's many people in our church that have, they know that they're here for this time, for for such a time as this. But there are uh, some people who are still making this decision. Ask God. So I hope that you have a sense of where God wants you to be. A planted person knows this is where God has placed them, where he wants them, in his timing, in his season, for his pleasure. I think the second trait of a planted uh, person is that they know this is where they find community. You know, God has not designed us to be self-contained. I'm going to keep picking this little thing up. He has designed us actually to be interweaved, to be interweaved with one another, to be 
uh, in a community. Christianity is communal. God uses the people around me to help achieve his purposes within me. It's in a church community where my character is formed. Uh, this is why believers often stay like this, because when we get planted and interweed in a community, then all of a sudden our stinking attitudes and, and silly beliefs start to get uh, called into account. This is the, the, the actual joyous part of community is that we would be we would call each other to grow. And it's in a church community where I find friends who help me, faith friends who help me carry the burden of life. It's in a church community where I find people to pray for and with me. Uh, it's in a church community where I find unity that commands a blessing from God. You can see that in Psalm 133. God loves it when people live in community and unity. And the ecclesia of God, the gathering of believers, is not just a meeting, it's a community. And it's even, you could say, it's a family. Absolutely. Um, in Acts 2, Verse 42, listen to how this describes the early church. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. That looks to me like a great church community, a people together for a common unity, supporting one another. Sharing in meals, teaching, prayer, engaging in discipleship, living mission-minded, all these types of things. It says in Ephesians 4.16, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Like we are better together, helping each other grow, it says. And this leads me to the third trait of a planted person, and that is this. A planted person knows this is where they contribute. I believe contribution is a massive evidence of being planted in a local church. It says there that they help each other grow. That's what we just read in Ephesians. Not just consuming, not just consuming, but also contributing. It says each does their own special work. Not just lazing around and, oh yeah, no, no, no. We contribute. What is your contribution to everyone church or to your local church if you're visiting with us today. Let's not just think of our contribution in the sense of like Sunday services as well. You know, I know I love, I do. I love that our church on a Sunday after church, it's like in about 30 seconds, all the chairs have all been moved because everyone stands up and they pick up their own chair and they put it because we've got to pack it all up, right? I love that sense of contribution that we're all doing this together and everyone starts mingling. It's pretty cool. But we can contribute in other ways too. Another way is through prayer, uh, through praying for one another, for our community, for our pastors and leaders. I hope you pray for us. I hope you pray for our future as a church. I hope you pray for the person that you sit with at church, that you do life with. We, we can contribute through vol volunteering through giving of our time. And it's been awesome this year as we've added things uh, to our ever-growing and, and, and developing church plant, seeing people rise up and start you know, putting skin in the game and saying, hey, I, I, I want to help with kids. I want to help with worship. I want to help with set up and pack up. I want to help with connect groups. Uh, I, we love seeing people put their hand up and our heart is to steward that as best as we can and keep everyone healthy and strong and having a great time. Another way we contribute is financially. We talked about this a few weeks ago uh, in our Untangled series, but we believe in giving. 
We believe in uh, in in funding the purpose of the local church. And, you know, you can read it in, in Corinthians 16, verse 1 and 2, but I believe uh, giving should be prayed about. You should ask God, what does love require of me? We talked about it a few weeks ago, but it should be consistent and, you know, it, it helps the church plan going forward. Another way we contribute is through our encouragement. This is a huge one. Like, let's be generous with our words. Hey, great to see you today. Hey, great job worshiping. Hey, great, you know, let's, you know, we can be very quick in church life to be critical. Uh, and often criticism is just passion going in the wrong direction. We have opinions about things because we're passionate about it, right? We care. But let's make sure before we're critical that we have plenty of encouragement in the bank. Like before you come to me and say, hey, Simon, listen, mate, something you preached on Sunday. Hey, please make sure you've encouraged. We all need encouragement. You need it. I need it. We all need it. It's like that deposit and withdrawal kind of picture, right? Let's deposit encouragement. Another way we contribute to our local church that we're planted in is we engage. We stay engaged. Uh, we help achieve the vision of the local church, bringing Jesus to everyone everywhere. We, we're we not just out of touch or out of date or, or, or wandering. We're staying engaged. And we've been so encouraged this year as our church has been agile and flexible. It was great last Sunday. We had to change our service time on pretty short notice and people came. They were engaged with what is going on. Uh, the big point here is that we contribute to the church we are planted in because we want to see that community grow. I'm not just talking about numerically, but also growing Christ. And we want to reach others as well. I believe as we are healthy, that the natural result is that we would reach our community. We would bring Jesus to everyone everywhere. What's your contribution to everyone church? That's something to really pray for and consider as especially in the next week and to next year. So a planted person knows this is where God has placed them. They know this is where they find community. And they know this is where they can contribute. And let's continue with number four, which really kind of builds off number three. And that is uh, another trait of a planted person is that they know this is where they can receive. Now, we just talked about contribution, but we can't ignore the fact that all of us need a place to receive, to be fed, to be prayed for, to, to receive advice, encouragement, help and support. Uh, we have mentioned that we don't want to be consumer driven and just be consuming all the time. And so there's a balance here, but our heart attitude shouldn't be uh, like, just what can I get out of this all the time? But the very nature of community and contribution and the church and Christ means that there will be times where you will need to be on the receiving end of someone else's contribution. That's just inevitable, uh, you know, as, and it's simple math, but as, as everybody leans in and contributes with encouragement, prayer, whatever area that volunteer, that there will be a time where you will be the beneficiary of others' contribution. Just like our church plant is the beneficiary of the contribution of Imagination Sydney that is financing our church plant. Isn't it amazing to be on the receiving end? from time to time. We don't want to stay there forever, but it is inevitable. And we all go, go through times, we all go, we all go through times in our lives where we need to receive, right? And we need to make sure that we are secure in that because if my identity is only tied in, listen, please listen to this point. It's very, very important. If my identity as a believer or as a member of a church is only tied in my contribution, 
then I'm going to feel worthless when I can't contribute, whether for health reasons or for whatever. You know, I've seen that before where people, it's like they only feel their sense of identity if they're doing something. They have to be doing, doing, doing. And they, they and actually is a great indicator of immaturity when we don't have the discipline to sit and receive. Sit and receive. Also, another great sign of immaturity is never offering help as well. So, you know, it kind of goes both ways. But you are part of the body. Others are here to help you, just as you are here to help others. It says in Romans 12, verse 4 to 5, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. I mean, we love talking about how much we belong to Christ. Yes, I surrender all, Lord, but we don't like talking about how much we belong to each other. We belong to each other. You belong to me. I belong to you. And both in giving and receiving. We don't want to have this attitude that's like, I don't need you. I can do it all on my own. Come on, that, that's silliness, right? And when I'm not planted, I rob others of my contribution because I'm not contributing anymore, but also I rob myself of others' contribution too. When I, when I live self-contained in my small way of thinking and in my, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna keep everything about church at an arm's reach. I'm just gonna put up boundary and boundary. You rob yourself of others' help and you rob yourself of the ability to help others as well. You know, it's that classic example of a Christian who's like struggling and then they're not part of the local body and they're, you know, and then they turn around, oh, the church was never there for me. Well, listen up. Like, we don't know everything that's going on in your life. I wish we did in some ways, but the truth is all we see is your Instagram or Facebook posts and a lot of us put up a projection that isn't reality, right? We need to be aware of the needs, but also it's up to you to have the discipline to receive, from your local church. Come on, we love one another. We're not perfect. We're all works in progress. Let's put the walls down. Let's give it another shot if you've been burnt in the past. Come on, I hope everyone church can be a safe place for you to receive. Amen? So let's resist the temptation to run when we're struggling. Let's press into the body of Christ. So a planted person knows this is where God has placed them. They know this is where they find community. They know this is where they can contribute. They know this is where they can receive. And lastly, a planted person knows this is the team they are a part of. One of the greatest benefits and evidences of being a planted person is knowing that you're part of a local church team that is working together for the cause of Christ, having a unity in mission and purpose, working to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere together. You know, we can't do it alone. Uh, my church is not just a lounge room to chill out in. It's also a lifeboat to bring others to and to rescue others. Come on. Everyone church has been placed in a region for the purpose of reaching that region. Come on. I hope you have a heart for the area that we are reaching out to. And I'm grateful for the years I was planted in a local church where I could invite people to. I could be part of what the church was doing in the local community and in the nations of the world. It was so awesome to be part of a team. We need to work together, working together to help others find Christ, working together to help with the needs. We're better together. We can do much more together. We strengthen each other in the cause of Christ. We encourage one another for the, the pressing forward towards the goal, towards love and good deeds. Come on, this is the team we are a part of. Now, I love these verses in Hebrews. Listen to this. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. 
Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. I love this verse because it's talking about showing hospitality to others together. It's a group effort. It's a group, you know, that I'm not sure if you've ever been in these kind of situations where there's that one person that's always doing that one thing. Come on, let's not allow anybody to be alone. Let's, let's, contribute. Let's work as a team together. Bringing people to Jesus and helping them mature is often a team effort. And that team is easily found in a local church. Come on, get planted. How did you come to Jesus? I know for me, it wasn't just one person. It was a team effort. Uh, there was people who helped me on my journey along the way. And all of those people, well, a vast majority of them I found in a local church. Come on. Let, let's not just be uh, a, a, even though we don't have a permanent building as a church, I feel like we have a sem- we have a, an adopted home right now, the Juicy Goose, but we don't have a, a designated place all the time, but we do have a community. We do have a group of people that we can invite people to. Come on, the church is not an event. It's a team. It's a body. It's, 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 it's a force. Come on, let's be part of it. Working together for his purpose. And the win for this team is to love Jesus and love people. The win for this team is not so that we would be significant and we would have some awesome like brand in the community. No, that's, that's not the win for us is that we would please God and that we would help others know him. Amen? Amen. A planted person is a team player it, and it takes humility to be part of a team. Uh, you know, sometimes we can come into a church context and think, oh, I want to do it my way. My, come on, let's be team players. Let's work together with humility. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. He says this, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it and it was God who made it grow. Verse 7, it is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. So Paul understood that the building of the church in Corinth, which is who he was writing to, was a team effort. It wasn't about him and his status or Apollos. No, it was a team effort for God and God made it grow. Amen. He said the one who plants, the one who waters, what does it matter? We're all working toward the same purpose. And I can't wait to the, the, the day that we look back on our church journey and, and we're, we're, you know, we're a year and a half in and we're seeing people contributing, being part of the team. Come on, it's awesome to see what God is doing in our midst. And it is God who makes this grow and we do it for his glory. So have you been planted? Are you part of the team? Come on, think about these traits of a planted person. They're just things that I've you know, thought of and, and written down and, 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 you know, witnessed in my own life as well. But think about these. Are you, could you say that you uh, embody these traits? And they are a planted person knows this is where God has placed them. They know this is where they find community. They know this is where they contribute. They know this is where they can receive. And they know this is the team that they are a part of. Amen. Are you planted? 
Are you in the process of being planted? We'd love to help you with that. And also next week, our One of Everyone Sunday, we want to talk a bit about what this church has been up to, what God has been up to, and what we're looking to do in the future. But I think also, we'll talk about it next week, but we don't want to be so lost in the future that we forget to look around at what God may be doing in our midst in this moment. Let's steward that really well. Let me pray and then we'll close today. Lord, I thank you for your church. I thank you that we can be planted in a church, that we don't have to do it alone, that we don't have to be self-contained, but we can be planted in your body. This supernatural thing, the church, it's not just a, a group of people, but it's your body, it's your temple that you're building up to do mighty, mighty things in the earth. And I just thank you, God, that you use us for your glory. I thank you, God, that you can use the local church to help us be healthy, help us be encouraged. And I pray that everything about everyone, church, would please you. And I pray that you'd help us on our journey of being planted. Lord, I pray for people today who might feel insecure or, or, or hurt from the past and have huge boundaries up. Lord, I ask that you would help us um, to just be vulnerable again and trust that you are in control. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise. Amen. And we pray that the church would just continue to shine and go forward. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. If you want to know more about Jesus and about what it means to be part of a body of Christ and follow him, get in contact with us with our website. Also on our website is all future events. Be sure to be in touch with us and we'd love to help you. Have a blessed week.